hello everyone and welcome to uh, a post-Oscar discussion. Uh, my name is Thorin Howe and I'm with uh, Josh Rosenfield. Hello. So uh, this is Josh Rosenfield. He's a, he's a friend of mine, a, a colleague uh, over at University of Rhode Island who mm -hmm. is uh, studying film. And uh, I am in a film certificate program at the University of Massachusetts and we both work together on uh, moviefail.com um, right. as writers. So, uh, Josh, why don't you uh, start us off? What did your what did what did you what did you take away from the Oscars this year? Um, I it was for the most part, you know, a pretty standard, pretty kind of predictable year. I felt, but when um, when they veered, they really veered. I think in some of the uh, the bigger surprises of the night, which was interesting. Uh, and I think. The big takeaway is that is the big spread. There wasn't one film that took a lot of awards. Yeah, that's true. It looked seemed like Life of Pi was going to take it for a while. Um, there were some. There were a couple of categories where it sort of came up, um, and I was actually kind of surprised uh, at its winning. But uh, it, it won in a couple of categories that I wasn't expecting. And then, um, but then, and and in fact, some I know when we were on Twitter, there were some um, some people in the industry were speculating that it might even take Best Picture, but. As we know, yeah, that didn't I could happen. See, yeah, I could see them. I could see how people would would think that, especially after Ang Lee took Best Director, which was one of the biggest surprises of the night, I think. But, right, um, exactly. That was really when people started guessing. Um, but yeah, no, and it, it ended up being what everyone thought it would be. So, yeah, um, with Argo. So, yeah. uh, so it was it was mostly predictable, but I was kind of surprised, um, especially in uh, in animation this year oh yeah uh brave one which really surprised i mean not even critical not even in like critical community or in in i don't know general buzz did it seem like brave was the the choice i i year. agree i i it's interesting that i think it's pretty generally agreed among critics that brave is at most a mediocre pixar movie mm -hmm. um and when you have movies like frank and weenie and paranorman and wreck it ralph uh, I didn't see the pirates, but those three are all really strong. Right. And, yeah, um, I, I did see the pirates, and and while it wasn't, um, I didn't see Brave, but while it wasn't, uh, you know, stellar, I, I I came away from the pirates the way I think a lot of people came away from Brave. So yeah. um, I didn't see any particular advantage um, that Brave would have had, aside from it being a Pixar film, and the Academy does love Pixar. Yeah, they do. Um, but but to to pass over, you know. Paranorman was a was a very decent film, um, and I hear Wreck It Ralph was was very entertaining. It was, yeah. And Frankenweenie, I thought Frankenweenie would take it because it's very much um, it's inspired by movies, and um, movies about movies are always very popular. Yes, and it's very it's very referential, and uh, and it's also a sort of a, an interesting story considering it was originally a short film that is now, um, you know, later on it has now become it was it was Tim, one of Tim Burton's original short films, and now it's. He sort of returned to his past, uh, and mm -hmm. and it's black and white, and you know it's sort of the uh, artists of this year, minus the fact that it's not, of course, <laughs> it's silent. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and you're right. Uh, I, it's 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 odd that it went to Brave, which is um, Brave is an odd movie anyway. It, it's in its in its plotting, mm -hmm. but I it has some very you know it's a very traditional movie in its in its kind of values and its message, I guess. Uh, it's so it's a very it's a they... Disney movie. Yeah, exactly. So I could see where the appeal comes from there, and where it's a it's a it's a very safe choice, I think. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, and then 
uh, with Paperman, which is another. It's not. It's another Disney, um, sort of Pixar collaboration type, uh, film. And again, mm-hmm. I'm and I'm really. I was really surprised that Paperman took it, because um, I. I mean, I when I saw it, I was com- pretty much completely underwhelmed given the buzz. I agree that I felt the same way. I felt, you know, like it was one of those things where it's like everyone kept talking it up in the months before. Like, this is, this is so great. This is this amazing short. And when I saw it, I was like, you know, it's okay. It's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with paper, man. It's just like, what's, I don't get it. I don't get why people were really enthused about it. Right. Right. It's a very simple story. And I don't have any problem with simplicity. It's a simple, Mm -hmm. well-worn, not really doesn't bring anything new to the table story. In an animation style that, to me, I, I saw absolutely no advantage to um, this 2D, 3D hybrid. Oh, I agree, yes. I mean, it to me, it really looked exactly like uh, uh, like a, cel- a cel-shaded video game, like uh, Wind Waker or one of those, um, which looked great in video games, but if you compare it to an animated film, looks terrible. And so uh, when you actually put that sort of animation in a full-length, um, or in a full-length short, uh, it, it just, I don't know why anybody would want to employ that. And, and it seems like a lot of work, too, to sort of mix computer-generated imagery with, to, I don't know, it just, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, it's a lot of work for some for something that really doesn't pay off, because it's like, it's, when you look at, like, a still frame from the short, it looks good, it looks like, you know, Disney animation, but yeah. it's, when you get to movement, it's, it's really off-putting and, and strange. So I'm not sure why... For such a, it's you know, like stiff. you said, a simple story. Yeah. They went to this, like, overly complex method of, of telling it. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. it. It was stiff animation, and honestly, I didn't see anything in the film that was, um, that that the animation style, like, it could only have been done with that animation style. There wasn't any, like, intricates, you know. If you look at a movie um, that uses, for example, uh, Yellow Submarine uses very abstract animation, uh which perfectly complements its very, very abstract story and, you know, its narrative yeah. and, and, and everything like that. And that made sense. Um, it wasn't telling a straight narrative, and therefore its, it's, uh, it's unconventional animation was a good fit. And in, in this case, um, you had unconventional animation uh, that had no reason to be there whatsoever. Yeah, the, um, and some of the other shorts, like Head Over Heels, I, I saw all the animated shorts, I have a live action shorts. Mm-hmm. Head Over Heels is this stop-motion uh, uh, puppetry short, which you saw a little bit of when they played a little clip for it. Right, and, right. Um, Head Over Heels was, I think, my favorite. And that's an example where the animation style really suited itself to what they were trying to do in the, with the story and with the characters of these, um, these, these, this elderly couple. So it, it captured the tone and kind of the environment that they wanted to capture to tell that story. Um, and the same thing with the short Adam and Dog, which I thought was going to win. Wow. This very, this very painterly style, which, you know, it looks like a painting that you would hang on your wall. Again, it, it, it sets up the, the tone of the short. Um, those are all examples where the Animation artistry, complemented it, yeah. Exa- exactly, the animation complemented it. And I don't feel like in Paper Man it really did. I felt like, you know, this was an example where they were trying to do, invent a new type of animation, and they just used the short to throw it out there. Exactly, exactly. And I, and, and I guess it's technically a new type of animation, but I don't see the, um, to me, it doesn't look any, it doesn't really doesn't look different than, you know, video games from last generation, not even modern, yeah. modern video games. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, and and it convert, what's weird is that Disney has put out a film, Tangled, which does use a, a, a hybrid of 2D and 3D uh, artistry, and that mm, looks that's awesome. That's, uh, and that's, Tangled looks great, yeah. Tangled looks great, and, and it doesn't look stiff or anything, so I don't know. I, I almost wonder if it was a... Um, a uh, an artifact of 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 the pre buzz for the for the for the film, and then they sort of felt like they had to give it to them. I don't know. I it was a it was a mystery. I think that's probably part of it. Yeah, I did hear that the I don't know if I if this was an, an Onion article or something, but I just thought I'd mention it. The uh, the creator of the short got thrown out of the Oscars for throwing paper planes. I did hear that. I think that's true. It sounds like an Onion true. article, but I do think I I believe that's true, which is funny. That is really funny. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Paperman and Brave. They were they were two upsets for for me. I was I was really surprised. Um, mm. And I'm you know I'm a big animation fan, so it's just I, this year I was I was disappointed with the Academy's choice on that. But uh, yeah. So uh, moving into uh, I guess best best picture um, for sure. might as well do live action as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, no real surprise with Argo, but it was interesting to yeah. see uh, Ben Affleck finally finally clinch it. Yeah, it's, um, I think it's, and, and Seth, Mac, Seth MacFarlane even made a joke about him not being nominated for Best Director. I think Ben Affleck is going gonna, is gonna to get his soon, I think, because of this snub that just happened. Soon they're going to realize, maybe you know, he is kind of, he's a genuine talent. I, I really like Argo. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he did a good job directing the film, and I don't see, I don't see why, why you're, give David O. Russell a Best Directing nomination and not him for Argo, because, you know, I don't want to get off on my Silver Linings playbook thing. Right, but right, right. But it's just an example of, you know, he does something with Argo that's interesting um, in the way that he makes the film. So it's it was really odd to me that he didn't get a nomination, but... Especially I mean, when his got, film was nominated for Best Picture. That's a very odd, I feel like, an odd combination. Yeah, it's, um, it's strange. I don't, I don't know the trivia on that or like when when the last time that's happened is i'm sure it's happened before oh i'm sure it happens all the time but it's just weird i mean i guess as as a critic i i I feel that um i'm very entrenched in that sort of auteur theory that you know a film really is the product of its director in many ways and the director um while it's it's a definitely a team effort the director has it's um his his or her hand on every sort of aspect of the film and so if the film wins a nom- at least a nomination for Best Picture, you would think the director would get some, some sort of recognition. And maybe it's that he's, this is only Ben Affleck's third film, so maybe it's that we haven't really seen um, elements of, of his filmmaking style His yet. style, so yeah, you're right, you're right. So when, you know, when he's made five more films, we'll be able to go back and say, oh, this is, this in Argo is a, such a Ben Affleck thing. But we right. don't really know yet, you know, what's the product of him and what's just, random chance you're right i mean whatever he's all i can tell so far is he's good at building up tension but his his films have been very different so far so yeah you're right you're right yeah they ha- um i haven't seen gone baby gone but i know um i know about it i have seen the town and it's yeah it's, it's a radical shift between films and for you know a new filmmaker and someone who's already you know who's entrenched in the pop culture in, sh- in such a way it's interesting that he'd go to such different places with his movies Absolutely, absolutely. I, I saw on Twitter uh, uh, Kevin Smith was very happy for his uh, his finally winning Best Picture because mm-hmm. you know he sort of fostered his career from the get go. And uh, yeah, I guess he did. He sort of takes credit for the whole thing. So. Of course. <laughs> um, 
So that's cool. And, and you know, I like Ben Affleck. He seems like, um, you know, he gets a lot of flack for not being a, a very uh, powerful actor, let's say. But um, I, I feel like he, he's, it, especially in the films where he's directing, he, he plays his role. Um, he, he does, you know, he does what you need, uh, what, what the role calls for. Um, and you don't get distracted by the fact that it's Ben Affleck. Ben, ben Affleck. But having said that, uh, I did find the him casting himself as um, you, you know at the end of the film they get into the credits and they start talking about uh, uh, they start showing all the the pictures of the actual people who were involved in this um, mis- mission and uh, uh, and mm-hmm. the actors the actors quote unquote who uh, were and 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 crew who were meant to get out these um, hostages. And uh, and the hostages themselves, and they all look like their corresponding real life counterparts, except for Ben Affleck, who, you know, grows a, a big beard to cover up the fact that he's not Hispanic in any way, shape, or form, and looks nothing <laughs> like the actual guy. I I, mm-hmm. I I was a little bit perturbed by the fact that he cast. I mean, he he's not even, you know, like it, there's so many like talented Hispanic actors out there. I don't know why you couldn't have found one mm-hmm. to just do it i agree it's i could i i could see you know the kind of need if if from a producer's perspective it's like well we kind of need a face to put on the poster because the rest of the main cast is relatively unknown right you know john you have john goodman and alan arkin in supporting roles but if you want you know so if you want your lead if ben affleck's directing it you might as well get him to star in it but i agree with you i don't think that he's not a he's not bad in the role by any by any stretch of the imagination but he's not you know I don't. I don't get why. He wasn't I, it seems strange to me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the the role I think called for this reserved sort of quiet character, and he he did it great. And there's nothing wrong with his performance, but and I think he is. I think in, as far as him being the protagonist, I think that was a something in his contract, or he said something about how he's never going to start directing when he doesn't star in. Um, hmm. That when those rumors were going around about him directing the Justice League film, there were also rumors simultaneously about him being cast as one of the main characters because of that. So uh, mm. it is I, I, it's some weird thing with him, um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. But anyway, Argo Argo was uh, not really a surprise at all, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I, I really can't begrudge him the win. Although I did, I was sort of pining for uh, Beast of the Southern Wild. I felt that was a mm-hmm. a really solid film. Um, it was definitely my second favorite film of the year before Moonrise, um, and Moonrise didn't get a nomination for Best Picture, so I <laughs> I fell back on Beast. Yeah, all of the Best Picture nominees, and this is the first time in many years that it hasn't been kind of a two-horse race. Right, right. Because I feel like in the last five years, it's always been like, it's going to be one of these two. It's going to be the artist or Hugo. It's going to be the social network or the King's Speech, one of the two. Right. The field was just wide open this year, and for good reason, because except for two of them, I really like all of these nominees, and it's not, you know, without without hesitation. I, I think... They're all. It's a really, really solid lineup, and part of that is due to the the expansion of the categories. So you can have more nominees, which now I'm thinking is a good idea, because this year it doesn't seem like they're just trying to fill spaces. Right, all right. Worthy nominees. And and you know it's interesting um, you say that because I do think that they were all very good films. I didn't see all of them, but I, I um, from what I hear for the ones I haven't seen, they seemed like they were very good films. And for the ones that I have seen, they were all very, very close. Um, just in my own in, in my own personal view and. Um, that's actually why I liked Beasts because it stood out and Moonrise for that matter, even though it wasn't a nominee because, um, and particularly with Beasts, it stood out in its subject matter because if it can't stand out in quality because they're all very good films, 
might as well stand out in the fact that you're covering things that, um, you know, other films, you know, what are you covering? Uh, uh, so, you know, talking about social issues that are, that are important to the country. And um, I just, that's why I liked Beasts um, versus, say, um, Argo or, or some of these other movies. But even then, you know, you have Life of Pi talking about spiritual issues and, and uh, you have Argo talking about um, this very famous, um, mission, well, now famous mission um, that is, you know, was previously classified and now everyone knows about, or Zero Dark Thirty, which is very relevant to our, our culture. Um, but I just felt Beast was, was more personal and really told this really fairly unique story about, um, about a little girl and, uh, and her life in, uh, in the bathtub. So, I don't know. Yeah, unique is the right word. Um, for Beast of the Southern Wild, and I, which I really liked, and I was happy to see Ben Zeitlin get a Best Director nomination because I hope uh, to see to see more from him. Yes, definitely. to see where he goes with his career. Yeah, I think I think that was a, it was a, it was a fantastic um, debut effort, and I think in the future he's going to really have a a solid. He's, he'll be one to watch for sure. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what did you think of uh, Seth MacFarlane? You know, while I was watching <laughs> it. <laughs> I was I was enjoying it, and I was saying on Twitter there were a lot of people who I think went into this Oscars already hating him, and I hate that. Even if I don't, even if I was, even if I didn't like him going in, I don't really have an opinion on him. Even if I'd give him a shot, you know. Mm -hmm. And I felt like so many people went in just like, oh, well, you know, well, Seth MacFarlane sucks, so his host is also hosting is going to suck, and it was a self fulfilling prophecy for them. But you know, I don't think he was a great host, but I really liked. Certain moments of his, I um, he he played it safe most of the time, but he did manage to uh, to really break through. I I loved his uh, sound of music joke. I thought that was hysterical. He, I think <laughs> him, he, you know, it's what's weird about Seth MacFarlane, and it's it's true if you watch all of his work, is he um, despite his crassness and his dedication to offending people, he is very also he has this passion for music. Uh, he trained with um the guy who trained, or the vocal coach for, um, for uh, some very, very famous, famous uh, uh, singers, and, and it shows him with his, and he's an extremely talented singer, he sings all the songs, and oh, family yeah. guy, he's, I think he wrote a lot of them, um, and so he, uh, he's, a, he's a professionally trained, you know, performer, musical, musical performer, so I think Sound of Music was a personal thing of his, and so it's weird when, you know, at one moment he's making this incredibly cr crass uh rihanna joke and then at the next minute you know you have the sound of music uh very long not long but you know it felt it felt long uh joke but that it's really i felt like it was important to him and it's just such a strange contrast every time he you know it's in, in family guy there'll be this really long musical number and then you know a poop joke and uh, you know it's just yeah it, it did feel a lot of the time like he was um with the academy like all right i'll i could i get to do this safe joke to play to the crowd but then i want to do this joke that I think is funny. Right, it felt right. like that a lot of, like he was going back and forth. It was like, all right, I want to do this Chris Brown, Rihanna joke. Uh, um, so if I do that, then I have to do this. Right, 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 right. Um, but the good news about the Sound of Music one is that it was something he wanted to do, and it did, I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody would be offended by it. Exactly, you know, so. that's, that's the good part. It's, that's the happy medium. Exactly. And, and, and you know, I, I did go in really expecting him to be terrible because I, I don't like him at all. Um, but I wasn't, uh, I don't, I don't know if I was expecting him to be terrible as a host, but I, I don't like him. So I was sort of, you know, ambivalent, but you know, to be honest, he, his off color jokes were not really that off color. Uh, and I don't mind offensiveness. I got more offended by the people on Twitter who were so offended by a lot of the jokes. Um, yeah. and to be honest, I just, 
overall, I didn't think he uh, he was nearly as bad. He wasn't, you know, he was no like Ricky Gervais, you know, Golden Globes mm-hmm. type scenario. And so I think uh, I think it, it was it was much better than I feared. And uh, you know, I think people should have given him a fair shake because he, despite you know what you might personally feel about him, he is talented. And the other thing is, like, you know, you may not like what's going on, but at least something is happening. When people talk about, oh, he's such a bad host, I feel like they've already forgotten the James Franco and Hathaway oh disaster gosh, a couple yeah. years ago. Exactly. Which was, like, the, one of the worst hosting jobs in history. It must have been. I couldn't because... believe, watching that, I, I couldn't believe that was happening as it was happening. <laughs> it, was, it's, it was just bizarre. It, there was no no energy like Anne Hathaway had enough energy for both of them. James Franco was was dead up there. He was gone. I, I don't know what was going on, but and and Anne Hathaway, I felt so bad for her. But um, but at some point during that, I remember there was that one moment which I I was hilarious. All of a sudden, you know, a big screen comes down and and James Franco's on it. It's just his chest up, and he looks just as out of it as he was on stage. And he's talking <laughs> to Anne Hathaway, and I'm like, why isn't he out here? And I realized, I mean, I was convinced he was, you know, on some sort of, you know, substance of, I, who knows, but um, that they'd like tied him up backstage and, and felt the only way that to, uh, you know, successfully have him host was to uh, just video project him because otherwise, you know, where they can cut him off at any time. You know what? That's not a bad theory, actually. It was bizarre. I mean, he just suddenly was gone and talking to Anne Hathaway from far away. So I don't know. Yeah. So at least I'll say this for Seth MacFarlane. He was trying. He really did try, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it. Oh, half of it was just, you know, it turned, in, it turned into an episode of Family Guy um, the, the minute that, that William Shatner showed up as Captain Kirk. <laughs> Absolutely. Although, I will say this, I, I think classing it up with some musical numbers in the beginning, you know, in suits and, you know, sort of some classical jazzy tunes and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, show tunes type thing, um, I think that fits the academy and was sort of a callback to some of the older um academy uh type uh, performances and, and I, I don't know I, I actually i didn't i didn't hate it exactly that's that's what i'll say about him yeah i, I didn't hate him <laughs> though i, I mean, will say about the musical numbers um did we really need quite so many i know this was supposed to be oh, like as the, it went on yeah I, I meant the earlier ones with seth MacFarlane, but yeah there were so many musical numbers i was kind of weird I know this was supposed to be like the um, Oscar tribute to music and movies, but like we don't need to hear Catherine Zeta-Jones lip sync to all that jazz. Right, <laughs> like, right. There's, it, there's do we really limit. need to spend five minutes doing that when we're cutting off presenters during their acceptance speech? No. Right, right. And actually, do you want to do you want to quickly talk about that? Yeah, I do. The, the visual effects people. So um, I was so mad when um, <laughs> when those visual effects artists who won deservingly won from with their great work on life of pi were doing their acceptance speech and they started to talk about um this the company they work for rhythm and hughes the company with just won an oscar for their work is going bankrupt because they can't pay their artists <laughs> exactly so it, it's and and, and the academy know. but what was more appalling was that the they were protesting right outside the uh, the oscars Yep, and, I, I know people who were at that protest. Oh wow, yeah, there you go. And 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 uh, and they wouldn't let them continue. They actually jaws theme them. Um, that was the jaws, and the, using the jaws theme. That was just that was so rude of all of all the music you could use, especially when it's about a guy in a boat. I mean, come on. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, it's a classic tune, and it's very, you know, it's iconic, and it's film-related, but it's still... Um, but but then what bothered me is later, you know, Anne Hathaway gets an Oscar, and, you know, yay, Anne Hathaway, whatever. But she, uh, you know, it they don't cut her off anywhere near as early as they cut off, you know, these... Yeah. Because, you know, it seems like there's this um, hierarchy of awards, uh, which is unfair. I mean, Best Picture, obviously, is, like, the golden, you know, cup. But, um, you know, Best Sound Design... That's the highest thing for a sound editor, and by saying that yeah. it's not as important, you've automatically like basically disregarded their career and their choice in life to be a sound editor. Yeah, and not to mention this whole like they made a punchline out of visual effects when the Avengers were presenting, and um, like what was it? I can't remember who who said it. Like Robert Downey Jr. was trying to explain was trying to do the whole thing, like, oh, well, visual effects or make the magic in movies. And then, like, someone just cut him off just to present the award. It was like, are you, like you're really going to make a joke out of this entire industry? It's like, every, you know, you wouldn't have half the movies being awarded tonight. Yeah, not to mention the, people. I think it was Sam Jackson, and, you know, more specifically, the Avengers itself is, like, 99% yeah. visual effects. It's, it's anime. Two of the people on age spent half the movie as visual effects yeah exactly it, it it is in effect an animated film and uh, yeah i don't know um but i just think it was really not classy of the uh the academy to um drown out any sort of you know simple commentary i mean they weren't going to go on about it i don't think all they had to say is something like you know rhythm and hughes you know is going out of business and they worked on this and it was really important to us um mm-hmm. and we'd like to just you know dedicate this to them or something and that's it and instead they get played out and and they cut their mic too, which was even worse. Exactly, exactly. And that's they cut. Well, they played the song and they wouldn't get off, so they cut the mic. Um, it's 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 rude, is what it is. It really was. Um, there was also the one other thing I just want to point out really quick. There was uh, later on. I think it was it sound mixing or something. Who were the two guys with the crazy hair? I think I think it was the sound awards. Yeah, it was the sound awards. Yeah, they had there was one guy. There were two different guys, completely different films in no way shape or form related in any way uh but both had these long i don't know i guess maybe it's a requirement for the job but for if you work in sound and film i guess you have to have these long blonde <laughs> scandinavian looking hair i they talked yeah. about it on uh, i think it was on jimmy kimmel or it was no maybe it was jimmy fallon i don't know it's one of those late night shows and um mm-hmm. but i noticed it when when they went up I, I you know and what was even more ironic is that there was no um thor wasn't even there so uh, I guess maybe yeah. they were filling in. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Was, was it the two guys who tied? Uh, was it? That'd be funny. I don't, I don't even remember at this point. But I, I remember they, either they were tied or they went on like right after each other. But I remember watching the, the show going, I can't believe yeah. there, there are two people in such similar categories who look identical. I don't know. It was very weird. It was funny. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, um, aside from it going on all night, it wasn't such a bad Oscars ceremony. Uh, I, yeah. I wish I was more committed to some of the nominees, but uh, I'm hoping next year will be even. Which is sad, because I was expecting 2012 to have a much broader uh, range of films, but there were so many weird disappointments this past year that I... Yeah, just... I, I, I've been calling 2012 the year of disappointments, because we all went in thinking that it was going to be this year, like, oh man, it's going to be Prometheus, and... Yeah, know, right, 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 right. Movies like that, it's going to be the best movie year ever and it was that half of them were like that it wasn't good right exactly and and you know um i mean i i would i would say it looked like the best year since 1999 until the movies actually yeah. came out because um, 1999 was like the last year where we had just an unreal amount of 
you know, iconic films, cult films, uh, you know, uh, industry changing films, just everything came out that year. And so um, I think that I thought that this, this was going to be one of those years, and I guess not. So I guess we'll have to look. I thought that too. Well, well you know, 2013 is going to be the year that changes everything. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to me, Josh. My pleasure. It was fun. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, get a chance to talk again about something else in movies or maybe the next Oscars. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs>